It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and everywhere else. And a lot of other places. <laughs> a lot of other places that aren't the USA. We are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Looking at some of the headlines out there. This is it. Nikki sweeps. Dixville notch. Results. Haley six. Trump nothing. Uh, then I go to the I go to the New York Post here. <laughs> Dixville notched. Nikki Haley sweeps first New Hampshire primary votes in midnight tradition. Okay. She got all the votes. All of them. 100%. of the votes. 100%. You may think that only happens in places like Venezuela and Cuba, but you'd be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Four Republicans... Uh, two uncommitted. Yeah. Dixville Notch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Now I'm falling into it, overanalyzing here. <laughs> yeah. We're going to break down the Dixville Notch demographics for you. <laughs> the Trump campaign has filed suit, says there's got to be some cheating there somewhere. He had to get one vote. I want to I go over the machines. There were no machines. It was six people standing around in one room. Aha! Collusion! <laughs> Let it begin. I just The first one I read was Drudge, and it's, this is it. It's all in red. Yeah, this is it. Exclamation point there. Nikki sweeps, Dixville notch, results, Haley six, Trump zero. By the way, if he if he means Jeez. by that, if Matt Drudge means by that, by this, you know, and the this is it, if by this you mean the only victory she's going to be <laughs> able to claim, <laughs> claim yeah. okay. Wow, just a bit. little hyping there. <laughs> so stupid. Just a little bit of hype. What is the, it's seriously. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. 
The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. For people that Stop don't know, smoking weed. Don't know the people right after midnight. The people of Dixville Notch. It's tradition in New Hampshire. I'm sure most people know that. You know they they vote. It's always a small number. Yeah. You know, like under ten. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and sorry, it's it's really nothing. You know, you had uh, said it the other day, and we really didn't get into a big discussion on it, but I just saw this. Brittany Bernstein, National Review, media overcorrect after wall-to-wall Trump coverage try to shield viewers from former president's influence. Will they attempt to not say a lot about him except on the, the, the tr- well, it depends. I don't know how the liberal media, how much they're covering the Fonnie Willis situation. Well, I mean, I saw New York Post and Washington, uh, New York, uh, not New York Post, New York Times and Washington Post on it. Oh, okay, good. Um, But, you know, I I think on the grand scale of the campaign, I think there's a case to be made that they may look at it and say, we gave him, what was it, two billion, two and a half billion of free ads? Yes, some of the estimates is what they Exposure, if you were to translate that into ad dollars. Because they would cover everything. 2016. Remember, they would cover the oh, entire thing. All and then... of it. I mean, it was nonstop. And I think they look at it. It's possible they're looking at that now going, yeah, we don't want to do that. And the reason would be, you know, you put a, if he's doing a, a, a live rally somewhere, you know, or a campaign stop at a, you know, a restaurant somewhere, you know, you don't want him looking nice. You don't want him looking, you know, presidential Uh, presidential you don't want him looking better than joe which is really easy to do well there would be a problem there because if you say we're really not going to cover trump at all Mm -hmm. but we're going to cover everything biden that might not necessarily work out for you either (laughs) well that's the thing is is every biden stop well and, and i wondered about this the other day i thought okay is it time now for it's just going to be surrogates you know, the Joe Biden interview. Where's the Joe Biden interview? It's the Jill Biden. The Jill Biden interview. interview. <laughs> right. <laughs> in depth with Jill. How about in depth with Joe? We said Jill. And that's the way it's going to be. Or, you know, any other, you know, I mean, uh, it was the other first lady, <laughs> Michelle Obama, the other day, you know, which had everybody. Oh, she's running. But I think it's going to be surrogates and, and not his official surrogates because they're horrible. 
I think it's going to be those that are most media friendly. Jill, I don't know how much Michelle Obama does, but we'll probably see more of her. Not necessarily campaigning, just filling that time, that void that you would have in terms of sit-down interviews. Yeah, I mean, I haven't mean, seen where Michelle Obama's going to actively campaign for her. No, 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 I don't think they're going to campaign oh, for Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean I, just, I, the, just I, the interviews. How do you fill the time if there's if there, you spend no time covering the okay. actual candidate? I mean, I, I can see uh, Barack and her having... Uh, you know, time to speak at the DNC. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. that I mean that would be yeah, a, yeah. that'd be a natural thing to uh, yeah, you know, to do. But, but what if yeah. you what do you do if you can't do all these interviews with Joe? And I don't if if I'm on the campaign, oh, I I'm telling you, do. you no. don't do any. No, mm-hmm. you pre-tape everything. Mm. Yeah, you pre-tape everything and you edit out what you. Anything that's bad. I mean, you there could. probably is a there probably is a train of thought that look, we'll give you the rare Joe Biden interview, which would be what the rare would be once a week, <laughs> or once every two weeks, or once a month, or once every six months. I was going to say, <laughs> but, get him, get him out sometime since the but, beginning of the year. <laughs> but you no, but all you do is you everything because you MSNBC and CNN would go along with it. All right, we want it. We want a taped interview, and if he has problems, you need to edit. We need to. You need to edit that out, or we do we, our own editing and give it back to you, because we don't want to. Also, don't want it getting out. Boy, if that that five million. Yeah, but if that minutes left on the floor, if if that got out to the public, that well, it's going to get out anyway. It'd be such a disaster. It's going to get out anyway. If it's edited, then or maybe they would trust it. Maybe the public doesn't care. They don't. They already know. They already know who he is, so it doesn't matter. I don't think mm-hmm. – let's – I think that most Democrats – because I saw this the other day, they were, they, and it was an analysis, and, and I think it was National Review, and this was – you know, they were just – I don't know why, and I like National Review, and they were just, like, caught up with the semantics and everything else, and it was like mm. – well, and, I, and somebody wrote yesterday, they said, well, the likability of Joe Biden is much more uh, than Donald Trump, and that's a problem. And I went, okay, maybe they like him as a grandfather type where Trump they don't like. But when it comes to Democrats who want to vote for him versus Republicans who want to vote for Trump, it's night and day. They may end up voting for Biden, but they don't want to. Well, and I think that likability thing is in the past. I think, you know, since 2020, actually, you know, the defiant screaming at people that he was trying to get on the campaign trail, screaming at that one guy in, in that, uh, was it an auto factory? You just, I, I, you know, this is a guy who's looks angry all the time. You know, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in a campaign. Remember when Biden spoke and it was, you know, again, it was during COVID. So everybody was in their cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, look yeah. at the drive-in. Yeah. That was bad. Oh, it was horrible. Just it was, looked, it was yeah, horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, that was bad. 
I don't think it was at a drive-in, but it looked like the cars were parked in that way. Yeah, you know, they yeah. were. Remember that some bands were doing concerts where people would be in yeah. their cars and do yeah. that. And, and when someone leaves, they're starting their car, <laughs> turning their lights on, <laughs> taking their whole family <laughs> with them. You know, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That song would not have happened. They would all be electric vehicles. Yeah, I'm sorry. Required. Yeah, was that sacrilege there? Mm. So it sounds like a bunch of drones flying. <laughs> They're all leaving. That was that was so bad. Yeah, it really was. I'll never forget that. And and he was not good that day either. I you know I would say too. Um, look, it's going to be a struggle to build a campaign ad with him in it. You know, you're going to work hard to 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 do that. You do, you know, you you place your ads. Maybe some pre-recorded interviews somewhere. Um, the the Kareem Jean Pierre sit down with President Biden. <laughs> An I, MSNBC I, yeah, exclusive. I, I don't think. <laughs> look, just off the top of my head, mm. you know, we haven't done it. Well, we we do it every day, but <laughs> put on my political consultant hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of? All right. You come to me. What kind of ad should we run for Joe Biden? Not many. Everything is anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm a political consultant, what I show, and this is based, I, I said this on the January 6th night, get ready for commercials, not inside the Capitol, but the people climbing all on the sides of the buildings and everything else. This is... This is what you will vote for if you vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much more. You just get negative on Trump. You don't talk about yourself at all, except in general terms where you have more still kind of photos, which are like, um, you know, I don't know what slogan they will use up and at him or by, <laughs> but Showing him and Kamala together. The, the with no the, malarkey tour part you know, two. With, with the flags flying in the air and just the voice behind. He doesn't say anything. It's all, you know, it's all the narrator voice. You know, vote for, you know, let's continue the great economy. Let's continue. It's all a lie, but you do that. But you don't do that a lot. Mostly you go after Trump. And then if it's a campaign ad, he, of course, has to say, and Joe Biden, that that guy in charge of that outfit over there, and I approve this message. Now, for Trump, it's easy. Well, it's easy. The you get the, and it's not not going to be hard to get the worst footage of people coming across the border. Mm-hmm. The stuff that you see, you go, oh my God, look at this! Mm-hmm. They're coming through these border towns, and look, it's well, like and, it, it looks, and then I mean, it you look like at the scenario, and and you could do shots of the scenarios in all the major cities. Yep. Oh yeah, you do. Yep, you do that. Uh, yeah, and, and you do the news reports. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. You get different news reports from cities. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. And then inflation. Mm-hmm. You hit inflation. Right. You know. Yeah, I've got a job, but they spend so much money. I. It, it and it and it put inflation out of control. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I can't afford a car. I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to make America great again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you hit the basics and stay on that, 
it works all day, every day. There's no way it doesn't. There's nobody that that doesn't resonate with. No. So you can you can attack and then say, you know, I'm back to help you. Mm. That's the message. I, you mm. wouldn't say it that way, but mm. that's basically, uh, I'm back to help you. Right. I'm back to make America great again. Now, whether you wish to use that or not, if you're going after independence, yeah. if the ad is to go after yeah. independence, you may not want to use that term. Hmm. Yeah. But then again, maybe you do. Maybe maybe you can make an ad look so bad from what the current administration is involved in that if you use that with the right tone of voice, it's time to make America great again. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that could... uh, it, it you know uh, uh, because you can have you can you can put video together that makes this administration look like a dystopian nightmare. You oh, can. Oh, there's plenty. And so, I, and I'm this is coming from me as a political consultant. What I would tell the Trump administration, mm-hmm. the Trump, Trump campaign. campaign, Trump campaign. That this, you know, this is what you do because you can success and that's what you wish to do. Because when you look at things like the border, if you look at people's lives because of inflation, it feels that way. Yeah. Right. And in your political ad, you just want to let them know, I relate to what you're going through. Yeah. That's why I'm running again. And if you can put in, if you can put in that you've been persecuted without necessarily whining about being a victim, that would also be a way to go. Yeah. Right. Well, you want to make it about, you know, the other people. You want, you do want to make it about the other people. You can, they're they're coming that they, they won't stop. They'll come for anyone and everyone. And if they're coming for me, they'll come. If they're coming for me, they're coming for, they'll come for you. Right. Yeah. Targeting and, and those are just the ideas. I haven't put them into complete spots yet. Yeah. Even though I can see the spot with the dystopian nightmare of the the border, you know, people's you know people's lives, the homeless on the street, mm-hmm. you know, just every, that's what you would do if you were Trump. Yep. This is this is this is Bidenomics. Yeah. You want another four years? So I I would use Bidenomics. Anytime I talked about the economy. No, that, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. If, <laughs> this is Biden. Did, did Biden stop using it? I haven't heard it in the, in the last week uh, or so. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. What were the major changes month over month in USDA's January milk production and price forecast? According to World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekinowski. Reduced our U.S. milk production forecasts for both 2023 and 2024. Reflecting. Both lower inventories and slower growth in milk per cow. Lower imports, higher exports are expected for both cheese and butter. Global prices are generally strong and rising. U.S. prices have been showing some strength as well, but not rising quite to the extent of the global prices so that's giving us some opportunities to export more and import less. 2024 product prices were adjusted up based on lower milk production forecast with cheese prices the exception. A projected class 4 milk price increase month over month was offset by a lower class 3 price resulting in the all milk price lowered by a quarter to 20 cents per pound. 
I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and uh, and I'm Gary McNamara. It will be interesting to see what the the final vote uh, is. You know, you I think you said it yesterday that uh, if she doesn't win, which would be, uh, I don't think she will. Yeah, uh, you never know. I don't think it matters anyway if she did win because of the uncommitted uh, that are there. But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, because you look at it, South Carolina's at the end of next month. There's only a couple of primaries and smaller ones in between that. Yeah, and you look at it, it's like there's nothing. Why? There's no path to victory for her. There's no path to the nomination for her. There isn't. And I wouldn't be surprised if she ended her campaign by the end of the week. Do you keep it alive for the sake of keeping it alive? I mean, she's got got money. The donors, you know, I mean, she's got enough money, at least for now. Well, you may want to see how things, you know, if you have money and you have the time. Yeah, I guess we'll see. You might stay. Yeah. America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, interesting audio coming up here that uh, everybody will want to hear. But uh, first, just decided to look at the last polls for New Hampshire. Okay, with okay. all with DeSantis out, all likely voters. Okay, this is on. Uh, this is Insider Advantage for the twenty first. Mm-hmm. Trump sixty two, Haley thirty five. Yeah, that's plus twenty seven. Uh, Boston Globe, 120 to 121. Trump, 19, 57, 38. Uh, Trafalgar, uh, the 19th through the 21st. Trump, plus 22. So you look at insider advantage as one that fully has it on that day, which would have been two days ago when he was officially out. The rest, you know, one goes to the 20th, the other goes to the 19th. So you look at the strongest where Trump is, and it's the insider advantage where he's up by 27. Mm-hmm. He wins by 20. Why does Haley stay in? What does she view? What does she view the end game as? I don't know what your point would be. Uh, you're not going to, there aren't going to be any more debates. No. You're not going to get much coverage on any campaign stops. Uh, after today, the donors go away. Because they're not going to throw money into you doing whatever you're doing. They're not going to throw money at that because they don't see if they throw money at where they see potential for victory. 
And all that started with those head-to-head polls of her performing in those polls against Biden. Well, that's where a lot of that money came from, and then it picked up, and then independents jumped on board, which, by the way, is why, out of all the states, you know, New Hampshire was her best potential, and she's still not even close. Well, you know, some of the the, the polling that we had uh, seen, even from last week, and you wonder, uh, you know, I, I would I would like to look at the parameters that they had for that polling. Remember the yeah. one was Trump forty or uh, Trump forty six, her forty four. Mm. There was one poll that had that. Yeah. That's a complete outlier. It has to, it's got to be a complete outlier because yeah. you look at those polls there where now people the day before, you know, the day before, two days before they're, you know, okay, we're a likely voter. We know who we're voting for. As we said, as you get closer to an election and you start having those likely voter polls and not registered voter polls, right. you get closer, you, you get better results. And when you do it closer to election, you get much better results. Mm-hmm. They're more accurate because people yeah. now yeah. have made that decision and they're going into the polls in the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just, I don't see it. All right. I want to uh, play this audio because this is Dan Abrams from uh, News Nation. Mm. And since nobody in the country saw the actual broadcast, because <laughs> it's News Nation. Yeah. But Dan Abrams is well known. Yeah. People know who he is. Yeah. He is not a conservative. No. All right. From what I know, he's not a Republican. Right? As far not, as I not know. Nothing I know. Right. Uh, he does his analysis on Fonnie Willis and what's going on there. And he says she needs to step down. Let's hear what he has to say. This is interesting. I don't say what I'm about to say lightly. But it is time for Fonnie Willis, the DA in Fulton County, to step down and recuse herself from the 2020 election cases, including that of Donald Trump. Hear me out. This is a criminal case against a former president and many of his supporters. It has major national implications. It has to be done by the books. And yet, now at least it appears she hired her boyfriend, currently in a messy divorce where Willis is a potential witness, to help lead the prosecution. Today, some of those divorce documents were made public. Look, I warned at the start of this case that D.A. Willis was riddled with conflicts and political entanglements, and they could only get worse as the case went on. But this is worse and so (laughs) much more avoidable than anything I had imagined. I said from the beginning, Once the federal indictments came down from Jack Smith, the Georgia case against Donald Trump himself was duplicative, not not necessary. D.A. Willis brought a case using the same basic set of facts. I highlighted a DOJ policy about multiple prosecutions. It says, quote, the purpose of this policy is to protect persons charged with criminal conduct from the burdens associated with multiple prosecutions and punishments for substantially the same acts or transactions. And it sure didn't help. That while she was still running for office, Willis and her surrogates used the Trump investigation to solicit donations and get media attention. She even hosted a fundraiser for the political opponent of an alleged fake elector running for office who she had subpoenaed in connection with her investigation. This is the rebuke that she got for it by the judge. 
using the title of your office and having on social media that you as this political office holder are holding a fundraiser for the opponent of someone that this political office is investigating. Um, I don't know that it's an actual conflict, but um, I use that phrase, what were you thinking? It's a what are you thinking moment. Um, it, the optics are horrific. But it seems she didn't learn any lessons from that because when it comes to what were you thinking, this one really takes the cake. Now, what I'm saying tonight does not mean that the charges should be dropped because of her behavior. But it does put into serious question her judgment. She's now facing a hearing next month over the ethics of that alleged relationship with the guy she picked to help lead her case, Nathan White Wade. She's been subpoenaed in his divorce case. Willis filed a motion to quash the subpoena, which would have had her deposed tomorrow. She attacked Wade's wife, Jocelyn Wade, accusing her of obstructing the case against Trump. In response to the motion, Jocelyn Wade's attorney submitted bank records showing travel booked on her husband's personal credit cards, apparently for both himself and Fonnie Willis. Subpoena wasn't quashed. The judge delayed Willis's deposition until after he hears Wade's. The judge today did order the documents in the divorce case unsealed. They include allegations that Wade tried to hide his earnings from his wife since filing for divorce. Her lawyer's claiming he's made about $700,000 in his role as special prosecutor in the case, but hid that money from his wife. And that's where it connects to the Trump cases. Michael Roman, one of Trump's co-defendants, is accusing Willis of going on trips and cruises with Wade, some of which may have been paid for with the money he's making as a special prosecutor. Roman is looking to get the charges dismissed altogether but also at the least seeking to have Willis and Wade removed from the case over the alleged affair. There you go. Hmm. Just, I, yeah. I started laughing in the middle of it because you could tell Abrams was like, what in the world's going on here? Yeah. Uh, now, I, where I would disagree with him, he said, I'm not saying to drop the case. He knows it's a bad RICO case. Well, and that's it, is that there's nothing of this case. The question would be who would pick up this case if she recuses herself and her boyfriend recuses himself. Yeah, the office, one, the office gonna, would. I well, mean, no, I mean, who, the office could, yeah. who personally right. would want to is the question. What we've been asking for days. Because it's weak. You're going to have to go in and make the same weak case that somebody else built. Oof. Good luck with that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to follow it. No, nobody would. I, I, excuse but, me, I wouldn't want to follow up on it after her. And there's and and there's the problem too. It's also tainted by all the attention that the whole divorce fallout thing brought to it. So now you've got to walk into that. Now let's say, all right, there's somebody that would do it because their agenda is just as steadfast as hers. It's still a weak case. It's still a weak case, and you didn't build it. I mean, it's horrible. The legs on this thing are all but done. Well, and you and I have said, you, you also get back to the intent of why you prosecuted. As he, you know, he, you notice he talked about the, the Justice Department uh, policy that you don't file redundant cases here. 
Mm-hmm. And they're saying this is basically a redundant case to Jack Smith, except the RICO charges in there. I don't think Jack Smith has any RICO charges. Yeah, I don't think it does. I don't think I'll, I'll have to go back and check. I don't believe it does. But the Fannie, Fannie Willis is where the, the RICO, and it's like, well, you just don't have it there. You know, you know what you know, what are you doing? But it, it's just you you get to the intent. Well, why did you go at why did you come after me? What was the intent of doing it? You used going after me as a reason to campaign to win your office. Mm-hmm. So you're already using me, you know, to win office. So you had to follow through on it, whether it was a good case or a bad case. And this is this is, you know, the argument that the defense lawyers can make. But then you saw the opportunity to enrich yourself and raise the status of your boyfriend. Yeah. And so did you even care whether you won the case or was the whole thing to win the office? And once you got there, and I have no idea how she met Wade or that particular thing, but once you got to a particular point, you decided to have somebody you were having an affair with as your lead prosecutor, who was not by any means the most qualified person. That's one of the things that first came out on it, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't qualified to actually do the case. So then why would you do this? Well, he makes a lot of money, and we can go on trips, and we can. that's what Trump's lawyers will attempt to sell. I don't know. It's such a, it is such an incredible mess, and it was just uh, it was funny to see Abrams, who's a lawyer himself, and and when you see the how incredulous he was, like, because what he wanted to say was, I can't believe they did this. That's what most people that are looking at this <laughs> are saying. You know, weak case is one thing. Write it off, you know, as the agenda. But with everything else, now it's, oh, you didn't care if you were going to win. You were fulfilling a campaign promise. You got elected based on that campaign promise. You're following through here to further raise your political profile. profile. And at the same time. And now you're enriching your boyfriend, boyfriend. and yourself. Yep. While having this affair. And there's so much of this. You didn't want out in the open. Man, I tell you. There's cheating, there's lust, there's greed. Mm-hmm. Everything the Democrats claim they're against. Right, exactly. Especially the greed part of it. Right. <laughs> well, no, I mean. What a cluster. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like they took a lot of Bill Clinton advice. <laughs> or maybe Hunter Biden advice. I don't know. Wow. Because you look at this and there's there's no... There is no win here whatsoever. If someone wanted to pick up the pieces, she recuses herself, he recuses himself, and someone wants to come in and pick up the pieces. What a mess. Yeah, I I don't see how they stay. I I don't see from what we know now how they can't recuse themselves or be recused. (laughs) it, It might happen. It might happen this week. Yeah. I can't see this going forward with with either of them. Right, I can't. I just can't. I just right. can't. Right, 
And I can't believe that the governor has not yet got involved in this. He no, may soon. Yeah, this it, it's getting may, too big. Yeah, it, it is. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Friday Radio. Uh, he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. It will be interesting to see what eventually uh, uh, happens, uh, Texas against the United States. The Supreme Court uh, ruled uh, on a, a temporary five-to-four five, five to four vote for a uh, stay uh, that would allow the uh, federal government to cut the, uh, the wire. Mm. What do they call it? Razor wire. Razor wire, and it's mm. not barbed wire. It's yeah. razor wire. Uh, to allow the federal government to do it. Interesting, though, because we read earlier the actual uh, uh, the three-judge panel case, the appeals court from the fifth, and it was like, wow, that got into real details and basically was saying what we were saying. The federal government is harming uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the state, and they actually had a deal on the yeah. razor wire. Right. They actually had a deal. The state of Texas and the Border Patrol was cooperating on it, and HHS came in without telling the state of texas it's a lot of things that people don't know because right. i didn't know that until right. we actually read the court case right. earlier mm-hmm. that uh you know that the united states government basically broke the deal that the border patrol had with the state of texas about the razor wire right that texas had agreed to all reasonable stipulations yep somebody's drowning there's an emergency we cut the wire we go in this is not over nope This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 